where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, UK Bills Mafia. This is Christian Wade of your Buffalo Bills. This is the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast with your hosts, Matt and Alex. Let's go, Buffalo! Woo! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bills podcast, Bill News with the UK Twist, Alex and Matt here as always. And today it is be the Bills GM for the day. Defend your draft. We have four guys coming on the show. Each have done their own drafts from multiple different um, machines. And we put it to them to defend their draft. Alex, are you looking forward to this? Yeah, we're, we're getting so close now. And now is where the interest and the excitement get, you know, start to come from because it's real and we're about to make our team better because I believe that the Bills will do exactly what they're supposed to. They're not going to mm. do something stupid. You know, they're not the Raiders. They're not just going to yeah. take the fastest guy. They're not, you know. Janikowski in the first. Who was that goon? Who who was the GM who took Aaron Mabin? Uh, even no, when was that? 2013? I'm not sure. Who was cares, it right? They're not here anymore. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no, we, no. we have people that we can trust. And uh, the good, mm. the fun thing that we're going to do is um, we have people that we don't know. <laughs> and yeah. they come on and talk to us about, you know, prospects maybe you haven't heard of, maybe you don't know about. So it's just really interesting to get more insight on more players. Yeah. So the one good thing about this is obviously is that there is no, um, there's no major, major need on there. So we can go in there with best player available on the um, on the draft board. Obviously, edge and cornerback is um, is a big need on there, but we're not. Uh, Will where... someone take a running back with their first? Yeah. Wait. Why not? Why not? Let's have that. We'll get that. Oh, Hopefully, we'll have that God. discussion. No, let's not have that conversation. We've done it like ten times already. That uh, no, was um, so. The last time, the last time I hated a Bills draft pick was Josh Allen. <laughs> okay, so if they draft a running back and I hate it, you're gonna love it. What the hell do I know? You know, <laughs> all right, yeah. So, so sit back and enjoy. We have four, four UK Bills um fans all becoming the um Brandon Bean for the, for the day. So, enjoy, enjoy, leave a comment because I'll probably put each four of them on Twitter and get you to vote for the uh the best one so enjoy guys we talk football we can always talk football i just want the team that i want one time first up on gm for the day we have tim rudge tim thank you for for joining us on the show to discuss your uh, your mock draft no worries thank you for having me it's uh, a pleasure i can't wait to do this <laughs> i love uh, the draft season so thank you for having me on that's all right well first of all before we get before we get into it well, I just yeah. want to know, and probably well, fancy. How did yeah. you become a um, a Bills fan? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange path, really. Uh, I've got no ties or connections whatsoever to Buffalo. Mm. Um, I'm quite a newbie fan, to be honest. Probably um, just before McDermott joined, 
I actually uh, started to get an interest in American football. And I remember just seeing footage of a Colts game, uh, the snow game, and thinking those guys are bonkers for being there. <laughs> uh, and um, I then got into Madden, actually, on uh, yeah. a station. And from that, I don't know, I, I just remember that snow game and seeing some of the footage of the fans at that game. And I thought, well, that's the first team I'm going to pick for franchise. And that's who I chose and I enjoyed it. And I just right. liked the jerseys and everything. So I, it just stuck, really. As soon as I saw how passionate the fan base was, um, yeah, I've been hooked, really. So oh, that's, <laughs> that's good. Like, into it. No, it's a good game to pick. I remember Fred Jackson needed like 200 yards to get over a thousand on the season, and he got yeah. it in the quarter. Yeah, I yeah, was absolutely. I didn't stay for the fourth quarter though, so <laughs> it was a <laughs> miserable game to be at. I mean, if there yeah. were stakes, then absolutely I would have stayed for the whole thing. But my God, was it cold! Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I think it was still a good attendance. Stuff. I remember seeing it was about 25,000, 30,000, considering. You know, you saw the, the pictures of the, the, the chap sitting in all that snow. I don't know, it was a couple of foot, it looked like. It was just uh, unbelievable dedication, really. So, Unlike, uh, unlike over here, when, when any bit of snow, everything's, yes. uh, everything's cancelled. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A uh, couple of inches and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it all <laughs> goes to pot. Yeah. So, so let, let's get into it. Let's get into yeah. your uh, your mock. Um, you, you've obviously mm-hmm. sent it to, to me and Alex before previously see you've done some trades in there yeah you traded down to 51 yeah and you took dimey brown yeah wide receiver wide receiver your first pick well hang on before that what was what was the whole trade and what was your reasoning Mm -hmm. behind trading down it was actually a couple of trades that i'd done so obviously we had pick 30 so i went down to i think it was 42 with the giants um and there wasn't that many good options at that time. So I then traded down again, just to try and accumulate as much draft capital as possible, just because I quite like the like day two, early day three range for players. I think uh, although they're not considered premium talents, I think that they can still have meaningful roles, not only for 2021, but 2022 as well. So I had a bit of my eye on the future there. So I pick 30, uh, the only players I'd consider, not necessarily select, but consider would be cornerback and edge positions. And maybe yeah. even at 30, depending who was on the board, a wide receiver or uh, Jeremiah Arusu Um They're the only players I'd really consider to pick at tra- uh, pick 30. Uh, but because none of those options were on the board, um, I traded down a couple of times. Oh, yeah. um, I just think if a talent doesn't fit the pick, move down, you know, in this yeah. in this draft class i think as i said you can get some good prospects day two and three um and none of those were really available and um, that i liked there's only uh, eric stokes for cornerback um he was there uh, from georgia but um i'm still not fully convinced by him i think there's still <laughs> some options further down the board that i like so yeah uh, yeah that was the logic really just move down kind of get to day two day three and then use the extra trade cap, uh, capital to to move back, back up, up. Yeah, right. exactly. that's that. That's a good. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bold strategy. Yeah, it is bold. Yeah, it's saying dodgeball. That's a that's a bold move, Cotton. Your <laughs> your last pick is one sixty three, right? So yeah, that's, fifth, yeah, fifth round. Yeah, I've got two yeah. fifth round picks. So you really, yeah, you squeezed into the middle rounds there. Rounds pick. So yeah, I brought them forward basically. Yeah, 
uh, quite a bit. So, right. so yeah, yeah we're okay. looking at the wide receiver with the first pick. I, yeah. I, I, after doing a little bit of research on this, I kind of see why he, mm-hmm. he's been labeled a little bit of a Stefan Diggs, and Diggs mm-hmm. isn't young, so mm-hmm. there will be some time there for him to develop and then maybe take over that role to keep Josh Allen's, you know, digsness happy. Yeah. Uh, is, is that what you were going for? Not necessarily a like for like replacement. It's just, I, I just envisage in the scheme. Um, there's even though it's a deep wide receiver class, I don't see the, the guys in that range. They're more horizontal spread run after the catch guys. Like you've got um, Amari Rogers, you've got uh, Rondell Moore, um, and you've got yeah. Tony and they all play similar roles. I don't think would necessarily fit in with our scheme. Um, you have to be more of a deep threat, but be quite well-rounded as well. So I think in day two, there's only a few guys that I like in that range. And that's uh, Diami Brown. And then um, Amon Ra St. Brown um, is another one as well that I, I like. But um, Brown, um, Diami Brown's my favourite player. So I went for him. That's fair enough. I mean, obviously, you can't you can't argue with back to back one thousand seasons in 2019, 2020 and the big playabilities on there. Mm. Obviously, the concerns. I don't know if they if they played into you um, into mm. it was prone to your drop and mm. you can be out muscled if the corner actually presses him on the line. Yeah, what was it like? Mm. Fifteen drops in his two years as a starter. Yeah. Mm. So I don't yeah. know if that, that played anything into the decision or if it was just he was the best person on your board and and with the with the uh what you call it with the roster we have you're gonna go it's not many holes you're gonna take that best player yeah yeah ex- exactly that um I'm just thinking I was looking at the wide receiver class and you know we've got uh, Emmanuel Sanders who's 34 and on a one-year deal yeah. Gabriel Davis he's a bit of a niche deep threat for me I think he's optimised by the scheme. Uh, I'm not convinced yep. he's necessarily a long-term wide receiver too. And then I was just looking before this. Hot but... take. <laughs> I think that's a hot take. About oh, do you think? Yeah, I know. I know that is a little bit of a hot take. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not fully convinced that he's right. going to be a long-term wide receiver too. And then Stefan Diggs, I was doing a bit of research, and he's currently the 18th highest paid wide receiver based on average annual value uh of his current deal so i'm thinking after this season he's got two years left if he has a phenomenal season this season then he's going to be in line for a big extension 20 million you know dollars per season plus so i'm thinking we need a bit more of an economical option there especially if saunders is on a one-year deal um so i like him though uh, brown i think he's fairly well-rounded um, and he excels with the release and intermediate deep routes. You know, he's not the quickest. He doesn't have great straight um, straight line speed, but he's quite smart and nuanced, I think, yeah. how he um, gets past cornerbacks um, and gets by them. So uh, I thought it was a good fit there. So That's- last question about this pick. I want to look at it logically. We are trying to win a Super Bowl Mm-hmm. Is there not a player that we could have gotten during your mock draft that would have helped us today? Because I think that's what we need right now, yeah? Mm. Yeah, well, with the wide receivers, um, not I don't know, like with the wide receivers, there wasn't really um, <coughs> another option that I liked. Yeah. Um, 
in the slot necessarily. We're quite well stocked in wide receivers. There's a few players like Eric Stokes, obviously cornerback twos are definitely a need, but I thought there was a bit of value further down below. And then okay. there's some guards that I really like there, like White Davis and Eric Dickin, uh, Dickinson, etc. Uh, Landon Dickinson, sorry. Um, but um, they're just guards at the end of the day. I do wonder how much of an impact they'll they'll necessarily have on us and make us a win now team. So, um, as I said, for edge players, we're pretty much off the board. If it feels like Quitty Pay there or Jalen Phillips, if he was there, it'd have definitely been my pick at pick thirty. To be fair, not just 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 gone straight to sixty one. Um, yeah. But no, I, I just think. Um, get the players that will help plug gaps for the future, not only for this season, but the following one as well. Um, mm -hmm. Not so. a bad idea. I mean, planning for the future is remarkably important. So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So you traded, no, you traded, no, you stayed, well, stayed, this you stayed one. at 61. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just get confused with those ones. And you've yeah. gone for Tommy Togai of Ohio yeah. State. The Ohio State. Yes, absolutely. So you've got a um, a guy that played one tech out of Ohio State. Yeah. Fully in the trench. Mm -hmm. But on the downside, obviously, he's only had one year full-time starter mm. um, and more of your run stuffer. Yeah. I think yeah. is that that's yeah. obviously looking at the star star replacement down the line maybe next yeah, year. Yeah, that, that's part of it. Yeah. Well, Harrison Phillips as well has got an expiring contract. He's in the final year of his rookie mm -hmm. deal. I've not been super impressed by him. Um since he, he had that bad injury really. He was you know, pretty good before that, but he's just not really making the impact I expected at this stage uh, of his rookie deal. So it's definitely a need, you know, our run defence was really poor last season. Uh, at times we did have good games occasionally, but most of the time I end up shouting at the TV wondering what we do. You know, there's just no one like um, penetrating from the interior really, like Ed Oliver does it, but he doesn't quite have, he, he doesn't stay um, unblocked as um, yeah. You know, he was playing. He, he's playing like a one yeah. tech. Some, some last. That's not really his game. He needs to be a free tech. Um, I like Togi. He's, he's one of my guys um, of the draft when I've seen him. He's a bit smaller, um, six foot two, three hundred pounds, but he's strong and doesn't stay blocked even when double teamed. You know, his bench press, at his pro day was. Uh, 40 reps of 225 pounds um, and he's got good hand usage as I say he doesn't stay blocked for long so I just think he's got that natural le leverage based on his size um, mm -hmm. and he's one of those guys that won't necessarily get you know loads of stats like it is his pass uh, pass rush needs a little bit of work uh, obviously yeah. but he's not really there for that he's a one tech mm -hmm. and I just think he's one of the best picks to be able to get the best out of the other players, you know, the Jerry Hughes for Ed Oliver, mainly I was thinking of him, you know, he needs some help there, especially from the interior. If you've got this guy that's really strong and, you know, can absorb double teams and that allows him to do a little bit more work. So um, I really like him um, and I think he'd really suit our full free scheme uh, really well. So that was a reason for a pick. I do think it's a really sneaky need and it's something we need. Yeah. Uh, you know, really consider. I think they will as well. I think they will get someone in, um, Dean, uh, when, when it comes to the draft. So I like him and I'll be really happy if they select someone like that or um, whoever the other guy's got Tyler Shelvin. He's massive. Um, and then uh, is it McNeil? 
Lee McNeil. Yeah, yep. um, he's quite a popular one, isn't he? And I like any of them, really, but Turgai is my favourite. Um, so that's that was the reason for the selection. I can really get down with that explanation. I mean, if a, a position of need, if Starr comes back and he's really rusty, you know, mm-hmm. here's a guy who can, you know, share some reps with him at a position of yeah. a need. So, yeah, I, I can get down with this. Yeah. So, so the next one you traded, um, you oh, that would have been numerous trades, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trades up, gone up to 63. So, a couple of picks yeah. back and picked probably the most polarizing, yeah, player, especially on the edge side, um, possible yeah. this season in um, Gregory Rousseau. Mm-hmm. And after why he's polarizing is that he's is he a one season wonder? He's only had one, mm-hmm. one season. Where to be fair, 15 and a half sacks, 19 and a half tackle for losses shows he can do it. Yeah. But being raw and opting out last year, that's probably why you see him drop. And do you yeah. is there a is there a way you're thinking that he is that next um next rush end that you can get as a bargain mm. um at the end of the um end of the second round? I think so. He's superbly talented, I think, despite um, you know, the one year of production to do that in his Effectively, it was um, a freshman year, wasn't it? You know, the 19 tack- and a half tackles for loss and 15 and a half sacks. Like, I don't expect him to have any media impact in the first year. You know, uh, I've got no expectations for him in the first year. This is, again, another 22, 23 kind of pick selection. Um, we just need to get younger that position and we need to get better. I just think that Jerry Hughes and uh, Mario Addison, uh, to some degree, they can help him uh, with his... Um, you know, working on his game um, and just their physical traits, you know, are they six, seven, it's good size, got good, um, good arm length as well. So yeah. I just think it's worth um, making that investment at that point. You know, he's certainly someone I wouldn't consider even at the start of round two, but um, just he was there and you can't really argue if he's, uh, even though it's only after one season production, but production's great and he's got the physical talent there to uh, become a success uh, yeah. in a couple of years' time. So, Did did Carlos Basham Jr., Boogie, Boogie mm. Basham, actually come into the equation? So I know... Yeah, he did actually, yeah. One of those picks round that, um, round that way yeah. that he can... Yeah. He can probably come in a bit, obviously, a bit more refined than absolutely so on there. Coming, probably make that impact, and we wouldn't be yeah. wondering if he's um if he's going to flame out or not. He's had that production. Did that ever come yeah. into your um that did into yeah. your thinking? Yeah, no, it certainly did. You know, as you said, he's more technically refined. Um, he's had solid production all of his college career. Um, he was sitting there. Um, was he certainly he might have actually gone just before that pick and he moved oh, he's gone just before so, yeah um, I like him too I, I think he'd be a good pick at that uh, at that stage and uh, yeah um, I just saw the upside with Rousseau um, as being you know worth a gamble so um, yeah but yeah Carlos Basham is a really good player definitely so another trade up he goes um, oh yeah it's just yeah I like the idea here that you take the athletic player over the one, like he's got a higher ceiling because yeah. there's more you can get out of him. And that comes down to the coaching. And mm-hmm. we really do believe in that. So, I mean, I, I like that everything that you're doing is, is for the future because mm-hmm. when Allen's contract gets signed, 
mm. for what 55 million or whatever yeah you know? yeah That's, it's good to get to be able to have these young players instead of trying to get free agents coming in so yeah. coach him let him you know rotate you know i mean how many snaps did um uh what's his face have this year who was the young kid at edge? Epinesa. Epinesa, Epinesa, yeah. yeah he didn't play a lot so you get uh, that kind of same Rousseau, learn it, and then play it the year after. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, 73. Yeah. You've got my favorite player <laughs> in here. Yeah. Ifintanu Melafamu. I love yeah. this guy. I mean, I doesn't love- all Bills Mafia, like, he, he's I was gonna say, known as our, like, third-round draft pick, right? Like, everybody yeah. says we're going to get this guy. It's for Syracuse connection, isn't it? Everyone yeah. just roots for them. So, right. yeah, he's very popular, isn't he? Even in the UK Bills community, I see it a lot. So, um, it's yeah. The, it's just the flexibility that he can play, the yeah. physicality, 6'3", 212 pounds, got the length, the size, the speed. His instincts exactly. are there. Should yeah. be a second-round pick, in my opinion. Should yeah. have probably gone thing, but yeah. definitely value, um, value there. Yeah. I think he will be a top 50 pick myself. I just, it wasn't even like I saw his name. I was watching some Trevor Lawrence film, actually, mm. um, and they played Syracuse uh, in 2020. And it was clear that that game was Trevor Lawrence's worst game. And partly the reason for that was Ifeti Melifonru. Um, he made some good plays and that that stood out to me. He didn't get any interceptions, but he did defend a couple of passes and made some good tackles. And you just see his size, you know, can't really miss him. He's almost like Tremaine Edmonds, uh, you know, in the middle of the field. You, 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 your eyes are drawn to Melifonru. And that's yeah. all I could, that's all I was watching really. When I was watching Trevor Lawrence film was this six foot two, uh, rangy corner that was keeping up with you know some some good wide receivers from uh, Clemson so um, I just fit, think he fits the profile really we've lacked mm. that size and athleticism at cornerback too I think all us fans know that you know I, I'm a little bit tired myself of seeing uh, the Dolphins with their two you know big physical wide receivers kind of um you know, really? uh, bullying, yeah, exactly, bullying uh, Levi Wallace. And he is a, you know, solid, capable cornerback. But with a guy this size and athleticism, you know, um, we won't necessarily be targeted quite as much as cornerback too. You know, he's got good zone instincts as well, which fits well with our defence. So it just makes sense. That picks really good value. I think he'll be a top 50 uh, player yeah. when it's all said and done. So at uh, 73, I had to do another trade up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The one thing about him is due to his size, I worry about his ability to get kind of turned around on the double or triple move. But mm-hmm. it's good because during practice, if you just put him on digs, digs will just tear him up mm. and then he'll be able to learn from that tape. Mm. Yeah. His weakness yeah. fits in with our offensive strength to be able to correct his weakness. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I haven't thought about that. But iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? And you, you could well be right with Melifon, were you there? Um, yeah, I think it's a great pickup. So we finally go back onto the um, onto the offense. Um, again, trade yeah. up. Um, and yeah. Alabama's Deontay Brown <laughs> yeah. guard. Now... It, that one is that one is uh, quite interesting. I mean, there are a few guards around that um, fourth round that could be yeah. um, could be taken, and obviously any Alabama type, any Alabama offensive lineman is probably going to be worth their weight in um, weight in gold, regardless of what rounds they've actually mm. come up through. 
was it his his run blocking that he's actually good at and the way they want to run it, or is there um, something else that really drew you to actually selecting him with the 108th pick? Yeah, um, I think there's a question mark around guard. Although we've re-signed the same guys, you know, we brought back Feliciano. He seems like he's on a year-to-year deal. Um, mm-hmm. But I just felt like we could do with a bit more longer-term insurance, really, with a rookie deal mm-hmm. with Deontay Brown, who's, um, you know, excels in run blocking um, and getting him tied down on a four-year contract. Um, I liked his game. Um, again, you can't really miss him because he's so big. He just looks like Blastoise out there in offensive <laughs> line. He's 360 pounds, um, and yeah. he can play the guard spot. So in a gap blocking scheme, um, he, but he does excel in uh, power run blocking, and I think that would help uh, our run game a little bit more because. Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, Ford can get back and uh, show us why we drafted him. I think it's pick 36, but I felt like we needed a bit more competition. I know we've signed some mm. veterans re- recently uh, for us. Lamp, I'm actually quite optimistic, will turn out to be a good signing. But um, again, I think it's still an area that needs to be addressed. So yeah. um, if a running backs weren't to blame, like in Bean's like, end of season conference, he said, you know, he didn't put any blame on the running game really for the running backs. Um it's got to be up front. That's, you know, an issue. So I think they will get some type of interior alignment um, at some point during the draft. So this could be sneaky good value. I mean, here's a three-year starter. Mm. So, you know, you know, he has the reps to get the job done. Prestigious uh, program coming out of, you know, known for the running game at that school. So, Mm. I mean, if he could, you know, being what, this is the fourth round. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, not expected rounds. to start right away. So as long as practicing his pass rush doesn't negatively affect his talent in the run game, uh, if he can handle the coaching, then I, I, mm. I like I like this pick a lot. Yeah, yeah. So is it one five one six one? That's yeah our pick, wasn't it? That's our original fifth yes, round pick. Yes, correct. Yeah, on there. You've gone with um, Derek Forrest of Cincinnati. Yep. Now, safety is probably become a sneaky need. Yeah. Now, with Marlowe gone yeah. to the um, yep. Lions. Um, with Forrest, the good thing about him, he's seen more as a box safety guy. Mm-hmm. So he could potentially come in and maybe fill your, um, your Buffalo nickel um, sort of role. Mm. So... What 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 was your thinking behind that? Just just a need and just one of the best players available. Yeah, it's a combination of both, really. So as you said, Demarlo going, um, that's uh, a little bit of a hit to our safety uh, tandem uh, and depth there. So um, you know we got Jaquan Johnson. I quite like him, but that's really it. It feels like we do need another safety um, and. He just stood out to me when I watched the Cincinnati defence. He played very well for them. And uh, on his pro day, he got really good uh, athletic scoring. Um, I think he, um, for his vert jump was over 40 um, inches, I think it said. Um, so I think he's a really good um, player. He has up, upside to potentially start. And then you've got special teams ability as well. Yeah. So he, he'll be able to uh, grow and develop in that role. Um you know, obviously, um, Poyer and Hyder tied down for three years, I think now, aren't they? So, yeah, they are. um, 
But, you know, this is someone else that could come in. If one of those gets injured, I'd feel confident they could come in and um, play well for us. So I think, as you said, it's a sneaky need. So I'm um, happy to use a fifth round pick on someone that's talented yeah. and that could uh, help us out at some point. Anything to add on that one, Alex? Uh, you know, uh, this is <laughs> fifth round is where I'm like, you know, uh, okay, good pick. Yeah, that's it. You know, at yeah. the end of the day, I don't mean, expect. If there's, it's definitely a positional situation now getting into, you know, day three. Mm. So, I mean, this is that a guy who could play special teams and a guy who could back up our safety positions. Uh, you know, you get the position that you need. And especially for our scheme, he's a scheme fit. And that's mm. more important than probably raw talent as at this point, because raw talent is probably dissipated. But if this guy yeah. fits the scheme, that's probably the biggest fit. Mm. Yeah. So your final pick, your final fifth round pick, you, you pick two spots after Forrest. And it's um, it's an interesting prospect. It's a very developmental project mm. that I know there's a fair few in the Bills community that actually like this guy. Mm. Um, I'm thinking more of the air raid hour guys with um, Dave Tiltman, Shy Smith. Wide receiver out of um, out of South Carolina. Yeah, on there. So it's like you know that there are other wide receivers outside of the Carolinas, right? You got North Carolina, you got <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. That's actually um, a coincidence. Yeah, that didn't actually come into <laughs> my right. thinking until you mentioned it. <laughs> to be uh, honest, no. What I like about this guy, he could be that as as Zion McKenzie type player. He's yeah. he's got the speed. Yeah. He's adding the quickness. to to do jet sweeps, screen plays, mm. um, that sort of McKenzie role, and someone that you can groom to take over from Cole Beasley in a couple of um, in exactly. a couple of years' time. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Cole doesn't have that many years left, so he's under contract yeah. for two seasons, and he's going to be thirty-two later this month. Yeah. So probably going to be you know, yeah. slot receiver for our offense. Well, we know the Bills' offense throwing the footballs now become our identity, and Cole Beasley so crucial to the offense that it makes sense to try and bring in someone younger who we can again develop and grow um as part of our uh, wide receiver call you know um yeah. groom him as that next uh, slot receiver really um outside of Cole Beasley you know we do have the Isaiah McKenzie that could play slot but he's a bit more you know he's he's been um, playing that role more for South Carolina. I think he'd be a good fit. Um, he hasn't had like great production, but that's only because of the quarterback player. South Carolina has been pretty inconsistent. So I I actually view him as pretty um, like a potential sleeper, like most of the day three wide receivers seem to be nowadays. But um, I think he's got a tremendous upside, and you know can become like a um, a force for us in the slot yeah. receiver, maybe um, you know year three possibly. Um, I think he's got really good acceleration and he can uncover quickly, um, which is what you want from a slot receiver. So uh, why not take a swing in round five on a prospect that, you know, could become um, a good part of the team, you know, and our offense in a couple of years time. Yeah. And he can play, he's got a special teams ability playing his gunner and kick returner on there. So you've got, you've got someone that can come in, play the kick returner role and then mm. actually um, learn under the wide receivers that we have to develop in there. So yeah, it is a, it is a very good, good pick in round five, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. I think he'll fit well. You got anything to add? 
Alex, the last last pick of the draft. No, I mean, uh, exactly what I said, uh, you know, commenting on the whole replacing Cole Beasley thing. Um, you know, a guy down here has flaws. He's going to have to have something inside of him that's special to see the field. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a hopefully he can kind of situation. So, so on that, we say, Tim, thank you very much for being the Bills GM for a, <laughs> for a day coming in defending your uh, your mock draft for us and i will actually put this out on twitter for the uh for the community to actually um to try and ask you more questions well, and, uh, so you're the draft expert matt you know you love this shit i can't grade this draft i don't know that what dra- grade him off the top of my head uh the top the top of my... Of your head. we just spent 20 minutes talking about the draft <laughs> Um, I would say I'm going to give it a B, B, B minus on that. Okay. There's a couple of picks, the Rousseau pick and the Brown pick, just for <laughs> just for what could be available. Obviously, we didn't see the draft board on there, so let's say it could be anything on there. But judging by by need over um over what's available and best player available, I would give it a solid B. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed by the savviness of the trading, getting more middle round value. You know, this is a roster that's pretty complete. So planning for the future is really important. So I'm down with that. But, uh, you know, I can't give a grade. I don't think that matters. But I just like, I just like, you know, to put Matt on the spot. So thanks. thanks. (laughs) He always does. No, but Tim, thank you very much for for coming on the show and walking us through your um, your mock draft. No worries. Thanks for having me. No Thank problem. You. Yeah, not us. You don't know anything about heart. You don't know anything about work. Huh? That's who we are. Those are three. One, two, three. Bills.